Hey, good morning, good morning. This is Danny from Victory Baptist Church. I hope you're having a, a wonderful morning uh, today. I hope you're getting ready to go to church. I hope your pastor brings a word that you can hold in your heart and you can keep it. You can chew on it and you can tell somebody about it. Amen. Uh, this morning I want to preach out of Psalms 42. Psalms 42. And... I, you know, there, there's some, some things that, that people assume that if you're having this going on, that it can't be natural. That if, if, if what you're going through is happening, there's no way you can be saved. There's nothing further from the truth. There, there's nothing further from that saying that people believe. And, and, and this morning, I want to talk to you about... Uh, uh, people that suffer with uh, anxiety, people that suffer with depression. Uh, you know, the Bible says in the last days that that men's hearts will fail them. And, and, and you can see that going on today. You can see that, uh, uh, you know, that with the coronavirus, people's hearts failed them. Uh, you know, a little storm goes by and, and they, 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 they raid Walmart and, and Take everything off the shelves. There's there's very little faith, you know. And I'm not saying being prepared is not being faithful. But I'm just saying is that it's the chicken little syndrome. Every time something happens, we think the world is falling on our head. And 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 I want to talk to you this morning because there is such a thing as having anxiety, and there is such a thing as having depression. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, being sad. I'm talking about actual. Depression, clinical diagnosed depression. And, 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 you know, I've heard some people say, oh, if you're depressed, you got a demon in you. Come on. I mean, you know, depression happens. And, 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 you know, a lot of times we, we have depression and anxiety, uh, that come from our past or maybe from our present or maybe from our future. And I'm going to talk a little more about that in just a second. But I want to read out of Psalms 42. I hope you've had time to get there because, you know, I always say don't ever listen to somebody if they don't have their Bible, if you don't have your Bible in front of you. If you don't have your Bible, write down this Psalms 42 and go back and read over it later. Uh, Psalms 42, here we go. It says, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. So the, the first thing you have to realize is, do you have a thirst for his holiness? Do you have a thirst for Jesus Christ? Do you have that hunger and thirst for righteousness? Because verse 2 says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You see, there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day when you stand and appear before God. But until that day comes, you're going to have problems. You're going to have things that go on. And, and, and yes, a Christian can have anxiety. Yes, a Christian can be depressed. You know, a Christian can have a broken bone. So why can't a Christian have something what they call a mental defect? I, I don't really see it as a mental defect. I see it as just living. You know, sometimes it's called a chemical imbalance. It just happens. Uh, a lot of people are bipolar. It's a chemical imbalance. It's just something that happens. They, they make medicine. Of course, the Lord can heal you, but sometimes he uses medicine to heal you. So I'm encouraging you, please take your medicine. I'm not telling you get off medicine. 
But I'm saying sometimes we have anxiety because of something that happened to us in the past. Something that happened to you when you was a child. Somebody uh, uh, may have abused you or maybe somebody hurt your feelings or maybe you uh, uh, you traveled around a lot. Uh, you know, your, your mom and dad divorced and or whatever. But but whatever that was when you was young, that anger or that hurt or that bitterness has made you who you are today. And 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 you're depressed. You can't find no joy because you didn't have joy as a foundation as a foundational root for you to grow up. So you don't know what joy is because you didn't have it when you was a child. You don't know what happiness is. You don't. All you know is anger. All you know is bitter. All you know is is, is being mad because that well, that was what you was founded upon. And, and now it's turned into a cancer. It's eating you alive, and you don't even know. That the reason you're acting the way you're acting is something that happened to you 20-something years ago. You don't know that. You don't know why you're acting the way you're acting. But if you have a hunger, if you have a thirst, if you panic like the deer does, think about this deer that's running through the woods. Think about the time, uh, maybe a time in your life when you was really hot and you was out in the sun and you got a cold, a cold glass of water and how good it felt, how good it tasted and how, how it rehydrated you so fast. And that's what happens when you have a hunger, a hunger and a thirst for his righteousness. You can be filled. You can lose. All that bitterness, you can cast off all that anger, that cancer that, that's, that's made you angry your whole life can be gone. If you'll have that thirst. He says, he says, my tears have been my meat day and night while they continue saying to me, where is thy God? He says, I cried day and night. Now this is King Hezekiah talking. And Hezekiah was a godly man, a very godly man. But yet you can see here, his tears are around him day and night. He's very upset. He's very distraught. You see, he was dealing with something that was happening to him at that moment. You see, sometimes we have things that happen like right now in the moment, like this coronavirus, or maybe you're going through a divorce, or maybe uh, uh, you have family members on drugs and alcohol, or maybe you're going through adultery, uh, uh, maybe you're having financial problems at work. But the things that surround you right now are some of the reasons that you are having anxiety. You're, you're, you're upset, you're sad, uh, uh, you're depressed. Now, there is a difference between being clinically depressed and being depressed. Uh, a person that's clinically depressed, they, they, they have a imbalance in their mind. They have a chemical depression. A person can be depressed because of outside things happening to them. So a lot of us are, 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 have, are, are anxious or have anxiety right now because of the way the, the country is unfolding, because of the things that are going on in our lives. And, and instead of trusting on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're too busy reading the news. We're too busy looking at, at, at Facebook. We're too busy looking at the things all around us instead of looking at Scripture, looking at God. For He is our rock. He is our refuge. He is our salvation. So that is who we are to be focused upon, not our surroundings. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added to you. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. You have to understand, today's the day, one day at a time. You live today, you look for the heavens, you look into Jesus, the altar and finisher of our faith, and don't worry about these things that's going on. You are a pilgrim passing through. 
You got a home that you're looking forward to. When shall I appear before my God? That's what should bring you joy. That's what should bring you hope. Let me get to the verse here. He says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. You see here, this man here, this king, is going to church and he's having joy. He's singing songs. But yet, he's still saying, why is my soul cast down? Why am I sad? Why am I going through this? You see, some of us are worried about tomorrow. Some of us are worried about the future. Some of us are worried about what's going to happen next week. What's going to happen next month. What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to my husband? What's going to happen to my wife when I die? Some of us have anxiety about the future. It hadn't even got here yet. Some of us are depressed. It's overwhelming to look at what's going on in the economy. It's overwhelming to look at the nation of our children. It's overwhelming to, to look at the sin and, and, and the things that are going on in this world. And if you try to take it all in, it will beat you up. It will depress you. It will, it will make you have anxiety to look at the state of the world. But I'm telling you, look at the altar and the finish of your faith, Jesus Christ. Don't worry about the, what the world is doing. Worry about your relationship with the Lord. That is all you need to worry about. Everything around you will make it happen. Everything around you is going to be okay. It's going to be what it's going to be. All you need to worry about is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Are you doing all you know to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ? It don't matter what they do. It matters what you do. The gospel's in your hand. The gospel's in your mouth. God lives inside of you. This is your walk. This is your relationship. You can't change nobody else. You can't change what the government does. You can't, you can't save nobody. You can't send nobody to hell. So stop worrying about what the world's doing and get it right with God. And when you get it right with God, you will have this peace. You'll have this joy. You'll have love. You'll have something that others have no idea what you're talking about. But it's only found with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because with him... You know what your future is. Your future ain't going to depend on what the president does. Your future ain't going to depend on what the economy does. Your future is a place called heaven with Jesus Christ. That's what you look forward to. That's it. Stop worrying about what's going on. The things of this world will beat you up. They will put you down. The devil will have you heartbroken. The devil will have you worried. The devil will have you thinking about all these things. It don't really matter. Listen, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is not biblical. But I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve was a little sad when they got kicked out of the garden. I'm pretty sure that Adam and Eve didn't feel real excited about having to work by the sweat of their brow. I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve didn't like the idea it was hot and cold because in the Garden of Eden it stayed around 72, according to Christian scientists. It was always the perfect weather. The animals eat grass. There was no violence. There was no, no anger, no nothing. It was perfect harmony. It was paradise. I'm pretty sure they went through a moment of depression or a moment of sadness, at least. I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't feel real good about 
what, what they had done. You, you, you got to look at uh, 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 Job. My goodness, was Job, did he not have a reason to be a little upset, a little sad, a little depressed? But yet Job stayed focused on God. But Job had every right to be depressed. He had every right to have, have anxiety. He had every right to, but yet Job never took his eyes off of God. You got King David. Oh, how many times in the Psalms do we hear David cry out for God? Don't take your spirit from me. David was a man who, who went through states of sadness or depression, but yet he stayed focused on God. Look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah, all through the book of Jeremiah, all, all through the book of Lamentations, look at Jeremiah going through these sad, depressed moments, but yet he still called upon the name of the Lord. You have to realize that, hey, if you can get a broken bone, why can't you have some mental problems? I, I, I always, I, I, the reason why I keep saying that is I, I heard so many preachers tell me that if a person has a mental problem, they must be possessed by the devil. They must be a de demonic spirit. And, and that, 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 that kills me to hear him think about that because it's nothing further from the truth. Look at this right here. This, this right here is some notable pastors. Richard Baxter, he lived from 1615 to 1691. He was part of the Puritan movement, a great pastor during that time. But he wrote about feeling melancholy. He didn't know about depression. But back in the days before they knew about depression, they said this person uh, was going through a melancholy state. And, and he always wrote about being in melancholy, about being sad, about being depressed. Another notable was Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. The Prince of Preachers, 1834 to 1892. My goodness, he was so depressed that he would go to different places and, and just sit there for weeks upon time crying and, and, and trying to get it straight before he'd come back and preach again. He was known for his depressed moments or his melancholy moment. And then you've even got one here, uh, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones from 1899 to 1981. He, uh, he was an actual doctor who turned pastor, who went through, his whole life went through depression. I've heard stories about uh, uh, Martin Luther that had moments of depression. This is just something that happens. But how do you get out of it? Through faith in Jesus Christ. You hold on. You keep pressing on. You don't let go. Because you'll be depressed. Your kids will make you depressed. Your, uh, 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 the things in this life will depress you. I, I hope I'm talking to somebody. I hope somebody's listening to me because I want to encourage you. you That's what I want to encourage you before I finish out the scripture. Listen, he says, verse 5, he said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his kindness. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites and of the hill Mazar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of my water spouts. All the waves of thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me in my prayer unto the God of my life. He said, even though I'm going through this moment, these bad times, I'm going to stay focused on my God. I'm going to remember what he did for me in the past. Do you remember what he brought you out of? He's going to bring you out of it again and again. You are his child. He's going to bring you out of this. But this, this is what I want to talk to you about real quick. This, this is right here. It's going to be some meat for me. 
He's, I want you to know one thing, that first of all, you're not alone. You're not just a soul. You have a body, a spirit, and a conscience. And these all have effect on your mental awareness, your mental condition. And it's important you to know that you are not alone. You know, I know what it's like to be depressed. I know what it's like to be surrounded by people in your family, the people that you love, but still feel all alone. I know what it's like to be in, 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 in a crowd of people that are laughing and having a good time, but yet you feel sad for no reason. You can't explain it. Nobody understands it. And they'll tell you, why, why don't you just get happy? I mean, like you can just turn it on and off. Whenever you are mentally depressed, it, it, it takes some things to get back right. It's just something you just don't snap out of. Some people have to use medicine and, and, and go to counseling. Uh, uh, some people have to uh, go through years of counseling. But let me tell you what I did. I went to the altar at the church I was going to. And I give my life to the Lord. And when I got up from that altar, I haven't been mentally depressed. I've been sad for sure, but I've never been back to that state of mind that I was in on that day. I learned to seek for him. I learned that whenever I get into that state, you can feel it coming. If, if you've ever been if you've ever been depressed, not sad, but depressed, you know the feeling when it comes. You can feel uh, 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 it's sneaking up on you. And when I get those feelings, I know to hit my knees and pray. I know to sing praises unto God. I know to get out and read my Bible because I know that it's an attack coming at me from the enemy. Is it a demonic possession? No. But it is an attack. It's a temptation. No, no greater or no less than drugs, alcohol. The devil knows your weakness. The devil knows that if you have a weakness for depression, he's going to come at you and try to depress you. The devil knows that if, if you have a weakness for gossiping, he's going to bring somebody to gossip to you. He, he knows your weakness. He knows what it takes to get you. He wants to get you down. He wants to tempt you. He wants to find whatever he can find to bring you down. And he's good at his game. But you are not alone. You do have friends and families that love you. And if you don't, you have the only one that matters. You have Jesus Christ. He said, I will never leave you. This is a promise. I will never forsake you. This is what he means. He said, lo, I will be with you to the end of earth. And then after that, he's going to be with you for eternity. If you have nothing else, you have Jesus Christ. And so if you have Jesus Christ, you have it all. So don't ever let the devil make you feel you're alone, that no one cares, that you're going through this by yourself. That's what the devil wants you to think. That's what the devil wants you to feel. I also want you to know that you are not weak, especially men. Whenever, whenever you're going through something and it's a mental thing, you don't want nobody to think you're weak. It makes you feel like, you're a sissy, and that you don't want to tell nobody 
that, 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 that you're sad, that you're depressed. Hey, it's a feeling. It's something we go through. But you are not weak. Matter of fact, it will make you very strong to deny your flesh and go to somebody. Go to your pastor. Go to your wife. Go to somebody and say, look, I, I've, I've got this darkness that's over me. I've got this problem. I've got this depression. i got this anger. i got this anxiety. i got this suffering. i got something going on in my life. I can't control it. I can't deal with it. It's making me make bad decisions. It's making me feel like I don't care about nobody. It's making me feel like I don't care about nothing. Whenever you get in that state of mind, it is not a weak person that will get that 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 that, that will come and confess it. it's a strong person because you don't want that in your life no more. It takes strength to admit you have a problem. It takes strength and courage to address the inner problems that you have in your mind. But the devil says, Oh, if you tell them that, they're gonna pick on you, they're gonna laugh at you. That's a lie. Go to your pastor. Go to his home. Ask him to meet him in secret. If you don't want to go to the altar and tell him. Say, Pastor, I need to speak to you. If you got a pastor that's worth his salt, he'd love to pray with you about this. If he don't, my number is 601-408-8649. I'd love to pray with you about the situation you're in. You are not alone. You are not weak. And you are not rejected. The devil, one of his tricks is to make you feel alone, feel weak, and feel rejected. To make you feel like everyone around you is against you. That you're not part of the crowd. That they have their own little thing that you're not part of. He wants you to feel rejected and despised. He wants you to feel different. But guess what the Bible says? The Bible says God uses those that are rejected and despised. He uses the foolish saying to confound the wise. So what if you have been rejected? That's who God wants. But the devil wants you to feel rejection. So you'll feel depression. So you won't get around people. He don't want you to get around people that can that can pray for you, that can love on you, that can bring you out. He don't want you to get around people that can that can tell you they love you and that, and that that you can get up off get up off the ground, get up out of depression, and get up and do the will of God and start telling people I come out of depression because of my faith in Jesus Christ, because of those that love me, that's around me. The devil wants you whoop. The devil wants you to think you're alone. The devil wants you to think you're weak. He want you to think you're rejected, but nothing is further from the truth. God don't reject no man. His will is that all men should come to repentance, that all men should have everlasting life, that whosoever believeth in his Son should live with him in, together in heaven. Don't believe the lies of the devil. And you're not hopeless. Oh, that's a big one. He gets a lot of people on hopeless to make them think that they have no hope in this life. To make them think they're unimportant. To make them think that there's no use. Let me just kill myself. There's no use. I'm not a good mother. I'm not a good father. There's no hope in this life. There is no afterlife. We're all just dust. Let me just end it and go back to where I was. Dust. Listen. Don't listen to these things. What you're going through can be handled with faith in Jesus Christ. You know, there's always these big 
ideas and big problems and people make all i mean i was talking to somebody just today who was talking about all these weird spirits and things coming out of tvs and and everybody is is being cloned in egypt i mean this, this woman man she was out there but people want to people want to put think all these crazy thoughts and, and that, that salvation is some big thing like you got to memorize the whole bible or you got to be the perfect christian you got to have the perfect speech and and the perfect clothes no it's so simple that so many people miss it. The simplicity of Jesus Christ is to confess. One, confess that you are a sinner and in need of a God. Confess that you have weaknesses. Confess that you have sins. Believe that you are the wretched man or woman that you are and that you are in need of salvation. Confess it and then believe it in your heart. Believe it with everything that you are that there is a Christ they came to this earth and walked this earth and then hung on a cruel cross and died for our sins. His blood forgives us of our sins. And that Christ went into a tomb for three days and was resurrected and sits on the right hand side of the Father. If you believe that in your heart, it becomes part of your conscience. It becomes part of your body. It becomes part of your soul. It becomes who you are. And you'll find out that every chain of depression, every bondage of addiction, every, every, every strand of anxiety, everything that's been holding you down can be cut away from you. You can be set free from these things. Just have faith. That's the answer to the problems of everything in mankind face. I don't care what you're going through. The answer is always Jesus. There is no other answer. It's Jesus. Well, what if you got to have medication? Then you give praise to God for giving some man the intelligence to make the medication, but you still praise Jesus. Because he made somebody smart enough to make a medicine to heal you. You still give praise to God. Man don't do nothing unless God allows it. I'm running out of time here, so let me finish this out. He says, oh, listen to this right here. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night. His song shall be with me in my prayer Unto the God of my life. Oh, how sweet is that? I will say unto God, my rock. Oh, listen to him. He said, yet, no matter what I'm going through, God, you are my rock. This man, Hezekiah, was, I think, 14 generations away from David. He was probably the greatest king that ever sat on the throne next to David. Probably one of the most godliest men that ever sat on the throne. But yet, he went through depression. Listen, I'm going to read you the last verse. I didn't get through the whole thing. The last verse in 42, he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. He said, you know, even though I'm cast down, I may not understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. But yet I'm going to praise him. 
Always remember Job's finest hour. Though he slay me, yet I will follow. No matter what his wife says, she said, curse God and die. He said, get away from me, woman. No matter what his friends accused him of, he knew that he was right. He knew he didn't do anything wrong. No matter, how, no matter what you're going through, you stay with Christ. Stay with Christ. I'm going to pray with you right now. If you're out there and, and you've been going through something, the Bible says now is the day of salvation. Today is the day to turn, repent, turn to Christ. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, the comforter. Father, we ask you to be with each and every person, Lord, that heard this this sermon, Lord, that they was encouraged that a seed was planted, Lord, that they can get up and get out from wherever they're at, or maybe they can, maybe it's something they heard in this sermon, they can tell somebody and help them get out of the situation they're in. Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of repentance. We thank you for the greatest gift of all salvation. We thank you for your love and for your mercy. And Father, we thank you for these things, for we deserve none of them. But we thank you with all of our heart and our soul, Father. Help us to get up and do the work of a disciple. Help us to get up and tell somebody the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ, who died for not only our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you want to call me, 601-408-8649. If you want to write me, P.O. Box 304, New Augusta, Mississippi, 39462. Or if you want to get on my Facebook page, it's One Yard From Hell on Facebook page. One Yard From Hell, Facebook. Hey, I thank y'all. I love y'all. God bless. Get up and go to church.